Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hello, and welcome back to the Canicuck Institute podcast. This is Jason Lightfoot here, an alum of the Institute, and I'm here with Keith Chancy, who's just gotten back from quite the trip, haven't you? Oh my gosh, Jason, what a trip it was. Man, to go to uh, Nepal and to be a part of an expedition of climbing to the base camp of Mount Everest was a dream come true. And I mean, it was an absolute dream come true. That's crazy that you even got to do that. So before we dive into you kind of talking a little bit about your trip, how did it even come about for you to get to do that? You know what? Uh, It's really interesting. I'm glad you asked that question because while I was working for Kinnika Camp, I went on staff with a church, Denton Bible Church. And when I was at Denton Bible Church, uh, Mel Sumrall and Tom Nelson there, they, they have us all adopt areas of the country or the world where we'd be a part of doing ministry. And one of the places that they had allowed me to adopt was Nepal. Well, when I would go back to Nepal, I was there three times. And each time I went, man, would I ever love to climb onto Mount Everest. Now I'd gone to Pokhara. And I would just kind of dabble around, and they would call it even a base camp. No, it wasn't base camp. These were just camps that were on you know, the foothills of the mountain, but I had never climbed on Mount Everest. So how it all came about was Cameron was about one, two, three years old. And he began to say to me at a very young age, Dad, one day I want to do this with you. And I said, dude, we'll do it. Well, as life goes on, you know, in junior high, it just wouldn't work because of his athletic schedule. And then as a, in high school, his, it wouldn't let him do it because he's also an athlete again. And then college, he's an athlete playing for Mizzou. And I'm going, my gosh, are we ever going to get into this trip? And he's going, Dad, I'll quit. I want to go with you to Everest. Well, long story short, um, this last year, a friend of mine said, Chance, there's a ministry that's uh, being done in Nepal. Would you like to help us help these guys in Nepal, help them put together maybe an opportunity to get a camp, to do ministry around the country in Nepal. And I said, done. And he said, oh, and by the way, we're going to climb to the base camp of Mount Everest. I said, done, done, done. <laughs> I said, and my son's going with us. And so that's kind of how it started, Jason, that this friend of mine, Greg Bettis, said, Chance, would you do this? And I said, I absolutely would love to do this. And first and foremost, we begin to pray and, and fast and just ask God, God, if you take us to Nepal, let us have nothing but an unbelievable ministry. And so we go to Nepal with the idea we're going to go climb, and we've trained and done all these things. Now, Cameron's done Ironman. He's done back-to-back marathons. <laughs> he's in shape. Me? I'm not in that kind of shape. I'm going, dude. But, I, but I, you know what? There's a part of me, and it's that really dreaded word, pride. And I go, you know what? I can do it. And I was in good shape. and and and. God got me over there, and, and there were two words that I wanted to describe our trip, and they were this, humble servant. And guess what, Jason? God made both of those come to fruition in my life. Dude, he busted my chops. It was awesome. That's wild. Well, I can speak to you being very well prepared. I mean, at the, <laughs> towards the end of the Institute, you were hiking miles and miles every single day. So you definitely yep. did everything you could to, to be ready. The only thing I, I, I didn't do was hold my finger over my nose and over my mouth and not be able to breathe and then do what I was doing. <laughs> because altitude is a major beast. And you know, Jason, I just really didn't realize. Now, I've, uh, I know a lot of you out there, you've, you've climbed on mountains. 
you've you've skied in in Colorado and you go up and you're you know you're ten thousand feet and you go man it's and when you climb up those stairs you go man I'm kind of tired and you know you get to the top and you go man I'm I'm a little bit and you, at night you try to sleep and you go I'm not sleeping real well well that's just called altitude insomnia and they told me about this they said some people they said Chancy not everybody that wants to go to base camp can make it. They said even Navy SEALs sometimes don't make it. I mean, well, I'm better than a Navy SEAL, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, no, not really, not at all do I ever think that. But I just thought, you know what? You'd have to kill me not to do this. And God said, oh, really? Watch this, big boy. And so it really got a little bit rough. But I tell you, Jason, it was the greatest time I've ever had at trusting God, mm. leaning on God. In fact, Psalm 23, oh my gosh. If it went through my head once, it was 20,000 times because I'm literally going, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The only thing I wanted was breath, okay? <laughs> but I, I, there are so many things that went through my mind. I thought, you know, I've always been the type of guy that I live in a cush environment. I'm an American. We have all these things. We've got fast food. We've got everything you want. It's always at your disposal. And now here I am in a country that is very third world. And I'm being asked to do something that not a lot of people will, be, will ever do. And I learned, you can't do this without the Lord. Mm. Jason, it was unbelievable. You know, and here I am with my son. And here we are climbing. And, and we're just going, this is unbelievable. But I'm going to step back for just a second and let you know something. The greatest part of our trip was not the climb. It was not the climb. In fact, that was a secondary benefit of the trip. I'm thankful to get to climb, but the ministry that we were a part of while we were in Nepal was phenomenal. So we get into Kathmandu, and here we are in Kathmandu, and, and it's one of the busiest places in the world. This whole country of Nepal is about the size of Missouri. <laughs> and so there's millions and millions and millions of people and motorcycles and cars and beep, 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 and it's just, it's crazy. It's going nonstop and honking and People, those people have grown up in a culture that I don't know. Because here, if you honk the horn, that means get out of my way. Over there, it means, how are you? You know, I'm coming around you. And they just, there's, there's left doesn't mean right. You can go whichever direction and you just kind of get to where you need to go. And, and everybody just kind of waves and keeps going. It's, it's an amazing thing. And so here we are in Kathmandu. And we're helping this ministry called, by the way, Light to the World two is the, the, the number two to the world. And this couple, golly, Michael and Holly Tamang, I am so encouraged by. Michael is a Nepalese. His wife is an American. They met and she wanted to do ministries and she wanted to be involved in missions. And she marries this guy and they are on fire for Jesus. It was the highlight of my trip because I'm watching this couple say, we want to change the culture of Nepal. And I'm not so sure they won't do it. And that made the trip so much fun because here we are, where we go from Kathmandu to Chitwan, Chitwan to Pokhara, Pokhara, all over these rural areas. And we are sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel, teaching the gospel. And I'm just going, and when we would teach, these people were starving. They were hungry. Give us more, give us more, give us more. The country of Nepal was on fire for Jesus. Mm. 
That's so good. Isn't that fun? That's why. So, did you get to have any good gospel conversations while you were climbing? You know, really and truly, yeah. Well, from that, we were all over, and we're meeting with pastors, teachers all over the country, and so we had the opportunity to do ministry and helping them set up, a, try to set up a camp there. And I believe that they will. It's really cool. And and what we had to do is say, hey, don't think about the six million dollar project. Think about the most inexpensive way to get the gospel out there because. People aren't probably going to give to a uh, a ministry that costs you a lot of money, but they're going to give to you if they see what you're doing really works and it's effective. So it's really fun to see this couple say, you know, whatever it takes to get the gospel out to the country of Nepal, that's great. So we watched God do incredible things there. Now, fast forward, here we are now hiking. We've done ministry. Now we're hiking. We're thinking, you know what? Uh, here we go. And there's 14 guys on our team, plus four Sherpas and porters and yaks so it's really kind of a fun group and these 14 guys um one two cameron i knew because that's my son another guy named greg i knew another game night guy named dennis i did not know but we met and before long within about 24 hours all 14 of us on our team are best of friends and what was happening is is sharing your story and you know jason i think that's the thing that i learned on this trip as much as anything i could have ever learned you know, it doesn't matter where you're at on the planet, but what's important as we come alongside of each other and we rub elbows and shoulders with each other, it's what's your story. Mm-hmm. But to ask those 14 men on that trip those questions and to watch them answer, and there were tears and there was lamenting, I was overwhelmed with what God did. Mm-hmm. And so it just reminded me, Chancy, be reminded, it doesn't matter where you're at on the planet, it's about ministry. And it's about the second Timothy 2.2, entrusting into faithful men who in turn will entrust into other faithful men that will impact the world. And it's about part of the Great Commission of going therefore and making disciples. As we've talked so many times on this program, our goal is to make disciples. And it starts one person at a time, hearing their story and encouraging them in their story to help them find freedom, redemption, who Christ is, and to walk solidly with the Lord. So as you reflect on your time in Nepal, and on the climb, if you could pull just a couple memories mm. that just stick out as like, these were the sweetest moments of the trip, what, what would you say? I'm v- most likely going to cry right now because as we're sitting there and we're teaching and, and I'm watching my son teach and to watch him open his Bible and share God's word and then to share of his and I's relationship through his eyes. I'd never heard that. And it blessed me more than I could ever say. To hear Cameron say that I love my dad and my dad's my hero and how your dad has taught you so many things. I'm just sitting there, I'm going, and to hear how his life has been impacted and how that he's seen us be so faithful to the Lord and seen our marriage be such an example to him. I'm just going, do you not know how awesome this is? You know, I have two children, Callie and Cameron. Callie, you know, she's in full-time ministry. She's my women's director at Canicut Camp. Man, I get to spend a lot of time with her. She's phenomenal. Hearing Cameron share his story about the impact that I've had in his life, I, I, I was overwhelmed I, and, and to this moment. In fact, everybody on the whole group kept going, how do you have that type of relationship with your son? We've never seen that. And I'm going... I can't answer that. It's of the Lord Mm -hmm. because I'm a sinner. 
I'm not that perfect of a person, but through God's grace, I've done the very best that I can with what I know because I didn't have a dad and I've invested into my son. I've invested in my daughter. I'm watching them walk close to with the Lord. And the sweetest time on the trip was hearing my son exalt Jesus Christ and how God has used me to help him. Mm, Oh, it was awesome. So you also mentioned that there was some chop busting that happened on this trip. So what were some of the hardest parts of the trip that you remember? You know, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've, I've read of people. I've talked to people that say they struggle with pride. I didn't know that was really one of my issues. And, and all of a sudden I realized, Chanty, you tend to dig deep into your life and you're able to overcome things. But in this circumstances of climbing this mountain, going up, and when the breathing got really tough and the, and the sleep got few and far between, you began to crumble. And Jason, that's what happened. After the third day, third and fourth day, I got what's called altitude insomnia. I could not sleep. I couldn't close my eyes. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, man who doesn't sleep in two days is going to die, especially climbing this type of elevation. And so as we're getting to the 14, 15,000 feet and I can't sleep and I can't breathe, I start thinking all kinds of horrible thoughts. Am I really going to make it? Do I need to call time out and check out and get a yak ride down to the bottom? Because there isn't any helicopter coming to get me. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I dug deep. I mean, I dug deep. My chops were busted. I, I really understood what, you know, when, when James writes, you know, consider it pure joy, my brethren. And that's easy to say until you're going through the trial and you're going, I can't breathe. I'm t- sleepy. Uh, I just don't know if I can make it. And I felt that, Jason. I felt it. And I really went, you know, I'm getting old now. And I, when I was back in my days, I was competing. I always kind of came to that point but I'm not competing anymore. And I had to dig deeper than I've dug in 20 plus years. Mm. And also I, I was just reading a passage this morning and, and you know, it's so good because it's found in Romans 5. And it's so good because how it writes says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. I, I just love how he says rejoice in our sufferings because James, I wasn't rejoicing. <laughs> I was going, Lord, have mercy on my soul. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I haven't slept, and I don't know if I can make it. And I've got two words that are to describe my trip. Humble servant. And I'm going, Lord, I don't want to be humbled. And God said, yes, you do. Your sufferings, you're going to rejoice in. And I, we were at a tea house at about 14,000 feet, and I turned to the other 14 guys in the room, and they were sharing about what they were learning so far on the trip. And I just said, guys, I need to share something. And I didn't tell Cameron this. I gave you no prior warning that I was about to share this. I said, guys, I haven't slept in two nights. I'm exhausted. My body is fatigued. My mind is going places that it shouldn't go, and I am bonking out. And I said, I need y'all's prayers. And Jason, tears came down my eyes, and I'm, I'm looking at these guys, these 14 guys, and all of a sudden they said, oh my gosh, you're feeling the way? We're all feeling this way. <laughs> we just thought we were the only ones. And all of a sudden, just like that, God shared with me, just through a little voice in my ear, Hey, it's okay to share your pain. Mm. It's okay to share your struggle. Because when you do, that's what makes God strong. Not Chancy, nobody's impressed with you, but let them be impressed with Jesus. Let them be impressed with the Holy Spirit that's giving you the comfort and the strength and the encouragement to make it to the next level. And all these men came with James and they're crying. We're hugging. They're praying over me, touching me, 
And I'm going, this is just awesome. And Cameron goes, Dad, how'd you know to do that? I said, dude, I didn't know how to do that. I was busted. And you know that humility thing? It's a real thing. And I love Philippians 2 because with humility of mind, let each one regard one another as more important. That's what Jesus did. So in that humility, I went, Lord, thank you. And God taught me a lot through that, Jason. It was, it was my son loving his daddy. That was awesome. And then these men, it was such a sweet moment to go, hey, they needed me to share that I was hurting. They needed me to share honestly that I don't know if I can make it. And all of a sudden, the bond that was built between all of us was incredible. Why is it that we men have such a hard time being honest with how we feel? Mm, that's just amazing to hear. Well, that's about all we have time for oh, this episode. But Jason, come on. <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing about uh, all, all the details of the trip and hope you can be encouraged by, obviously there's a lot of ways that that can translate to our own lives as well as we all encounter our own trials and we get to choose how, uh, what attitude we're going to have as we face them. So we are praying for endurance and steadfastness for you all as you go about your lives. We're looking forward to seeing you next week on the Canica Institute podcast. <laughs>